One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. A great show coming your way. But before that, I want to start with something that has been heavy on my heart for the last two to three months that I had to keep private. And now that she is talking about it in public, so can I. It's it's hard to keep information locked up inside you regarding a dear friend for months to protect their privacy. And I'm so happy, uh, as I'm about to brief you on the situation, that friends have set up a GoFundMe page for her. A dear listener of WABC for many, many years, like many of you, her name is Tamara Tucci. You may uh, hear me wish her a happy birthday every year. I call her Tammy. Tammy, trust me. I trust Tammy. And a few months ago, I was headed uh, to MC an event, being in front of hundreds of people, and Tammy called me, and I wanted to take the call, and I almost didn't, but she told me something that was uh, devastating. She said that doctors had found some lumps on her breasts. And I tried positive thinking. I tried stating everything positive that I could. But when I got off the phone with Tammy, I wanted to cry, uh, to be honest with you folks. And I also wanted to cancel emceeing the event that night, which was only about 30 minutes away from starting. And I, I ultimately put on a mask uh, as the show goes on. And then Tammy had to uh, undergo very painful surgical testing to confirm the the results. And she had to do that alone, and there was nothing I could do to help my friend. Then after the surgical procedure, Tammy called me with the bad news, and I was hoping against hope, and I was at a loss for words, and she has breast cancer, and there's no getting around it. Her surgery for a double mastectomy is only three weeks away right before Christmas. Tammy is holding her head high, but this is tough. And uh, every time I have asked you folks uh, in the past to come through, you have done so with flying colors. So, again, there's a GoFundMe page for Tamara Tucci. It's titled Breast Cancer Fundraiser for Tamara Tucci. If you can help Tamara, great. But no matter what, please say a prayer for her. And, Lord, please give me the uh, strength to find the the right words to say to my friend Tammy in private. Again, there is a uh, GoFundMe page up in her honor. And I hope and pray that everything will be okay. So now, this morning's show. You folks, our listeners here at WABC, keep me on my toes, sending me information daily, emailing me, tweeting me. Case in point, one of our listeners, Bernard Scott. Bernard tweeted something to me, 
And it was of two men, including one, an ex-con, arguing in front of a Queen's deli. The ex-con is using street bravado. Translation, he's acting tough, he's saying all the tough things and so on and so on. But there are some people that you don't play with. There are some people that you don't mess around with, including for ex-cons. So they both go to draw their guns. The ex-con was not fast enough. Sad illustration of one black man taking the life of yet another. You're about to hear right now on the radio a man shot and then literally dying. So the men run away at that point, and he's with his friend, and his friend picks up the gun and fires the weapon, chasing the guys, but the guys are gone. And he's saying, Kenneth, Kenneth, as the life is literally leaving his friend, he died right next to about eight bags of garbage on the street. Animals don't die that way. Animals don't die that way. The ex-con died right next to the garbage. Someone said something just recently that sums up life these days in our area. And that is if the DAs are not prosecuting, there is no law and order that we're going to be living under the law of the jungle. The man that said that happens to be the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis, appearing on the Fox Business Channel, talking crime and shoplifting. So you have that situation where in front of the Queen's, Queen's Deli, the ex-con is killed right there on the street. And now, juxtaposition to what Mr. Katsimatidis is stating, talking about shoplifting and crime, again, appearing on the Fox Business Channel. John, you hired security guards to shoplifting. How's it going? Uh, it's we have things under control. Uh, we have security guards. We have employees that have been with us, uh, great employees for over 30, 40 years. Uh, they've learned how to control our, our stores. They know how to control uh, shoplifters. I mean, the old joke we used to tell, we carried Rocky Calavito bats. You know, you're Brit. You don't know who Rocky Calavito was, but it was a six-foot bat. But I never hit anybody. But guess what? When when no shoplifters saw the Rocky Calavito bat come out, they left. How much is these security guards costing you? Uh, a few million dollars a year. I mean, uh, uh, if uh, Gristini's is doing, uh, uh, let's say, $250 million a year, it's costing us between shoplifting, security guards, I would say an extra 5%. That's it. Five percent of $250 million is uh, 10, $10 million. Okay. $12 million. Um, but it's, uh, things are out of control. Yeah. Uh, Rite Aid has closed all their stores in Manhattan. They're closing the rest of the stores. They went bankrupt. The drugstores have everything locked up. Things are out of control. Do you and have stuff locked nobody's up? Nobody's getting arrested. But do you have stuff locked up, even with security guards? We have some locked up, yes. Uh, but 
the other problem is the police officers, who are great police officers, they're leaving in, in droves. 2,500 have left sure. in 2023. And, and guess what? They're saying, why should I take a chance on arresting somebody and, and losing my pension right. when, when, when uh, they're not going to stay in jail anyway? Did you, did you see this in Seattle? Uh, Macy's workers in the Seattle suburbs, they walked off the job this weekend. They're protesting because they say, look, nothing's being done to protect us, the shop people, from these dangerous thieves. The story really is that police won't arrest anybody. They won't arrest anybody uh, because there's, there's no DAs that can prosecute. And if you're not going to arrest and, and the DAs are not going to prosecute, there's no law and order. We are going to be living under the law of the jungle. It, do you think that New York City is still spiraling down, or is it beginning to stabilize and show signs of life on the upside? Which it's way not is it stabilizing. Going? It's not. It, people are afraid to walk around after dark. You know, it gets dark now at, uh, at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And uh, we used to go to restaurants till 10, 11 o'clock at night, living in New York City. Uh, people are scared to walk around. In a moment, we're going to start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. A number of stories going on, but I found it very interesting what Mr. Katsimatidis said because it's so true. We're going to be living under the law of the jungle. And I sat there tonight watching the video sent to us by one of you folks one of our great listeners here of WABC, of this ex-con who, uh, they, on the streets, they call it woofing. You know, he was woofing with his mouth and talking tough. But he wasn't fast enough to reach his gun. The other man was faster and hit him about three or four times. He fell inches away, almost fell on top of the garbage, fell to the side and died right there. The Israel situation, a number of uh, Israeli captives released by Hamas, including nine adult women and one teen girl. That's wonderful news. The NYPD is calling for elevated vigilance, of course, during tonight's Rockefeller Center tree lighting pro-Palestinian groups plan to flood the event. Folks, society has got to put this in check. If you don't stop, it's like playing a broken record. These Palestinian protesters, give me a break. They want to uproot, disrupt every single thing. Why? Because at the end of the day, they're frustrated with their own lives. And they don't want anybody else to be happy. I said it. I meant it. That's what it is. Jewish teachers. And I want you to listen to this in one second. Jewish teachers, some, are slamming the New York City schools chief, what they are calling weak response to anti-Semitism unrest at radicalized high school. I'm referring to the uh, high school in Jamaica in terms of what went on. And as I said, folks, a number of students have been suspended. That should be at a minimum. The dysfunction has to stop. I want you to listen to what one teacher is saying as it relates to the anti-Semitism. And it's not just me. 
A parent I spoke to has three high school students at three different public schools across the system. And in the past few weeks, all three have been targeted by their peers in their schools. It has to stop. It has to stop. One of the student government leaders at the high school in question uh, sounds quite quite uh, responsible in terms of her behavior and her actions. This is what she had to say about what has happened at that school. The message that we really wanted to get out there was that we wanted Palestine to be free. But the message got lost, and lots of people were hurt mentally, like Mohammed said, and our teacher is in danger, and I do think that she should be able to come back. That's all I have to say. And um, she should be allowed to come back and flourish in her career and not be afraid, and not be afraid to come into the school, not be afraid to walk to her car to go home. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And it's time for all this nonsense to stop. And I hope that every plainclothes uh, New York City police officer is out at the tree lighting. And they should come down immediately on these clowns trying to disrupt an event that goes out around the world. An event of peace and celebration. Oh, no, we can't have that. Can't have that. No, we can't can't have that. Migrants are flooding an East Village block for a shot to get back into New York City shelters, which is being called the humanitarian crisis. Sorry, you're free, free, free on American society is coming to an end. The train ride is over. The city is slowly waking up to his senses. You get one stay, you're out, get to the back of the line. And you should not be allowed to get to the back of the line. One shot and you're done. Families, I'm sorry. Look at what we are dealing with, folks. This is Mayor Adams. We already know about the uh, five police academy classes. Mayor Adams and the preschool cutbacks making New York City families wonder if they can afford to stay in this city. All the way around the board, things are being cut for migrants, for migrants. And what does AOC say? I'm not going to uh, describe her in any way, except for I will repeat that what I always say to you folks that uh, I really try my best not to pay attention to any member of the squad because they are a complete joke. People are leaving in droves. What does AOC say? Mm, mm. Listen, folks. Why is the only conversation in the room cuts? And why is there no conversation about revenue raising? And now you might hear some people say, well, it's because we're going to push the wealthy out of New York City and they're going to move out. We have actually seen that the data does not support that. There have been people who move out of New York City, but guess what? The people who are moving out of the city are not, are not by and large the wealthiest people. They're the working class that can't afford to live here anymore. And why AOC, why can't they afford to live here? Because people like you 
push the migrants. That's why. AOC, listen, I'm going to be, listen, AOC, you can't run game on me. You ran game on the people of your district. You've run game on, 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 on Washington. You can't run game on me. You and I both know you're not qualified to be in Washington, that it is a complete joke, a complete joke. And people like you advocate spending money on the migrants and look at us now. Look at us now. Look at where we are financially right now because of the migrant situation. And the people that actually pay the bills, the people that pay the big taxes are the wealthy AOC. Those are the people that we need to stay here in New York or New York will become another Detroit. Remember when Detroit at at certain times of the night, they couldn't have, they didn't have enough money to turn on their lights at nighttime for outdoor lights. Do we, I mean, something like that wouldn't happen here, but look at the cuts that are on the table. Look at the five police academy classes. Let's start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Loretta in Brooklyn. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, it's with a heavy heart that I'm calling in because I don't have a computer, but I have to give something for Tamara. Um, I have to pay it forward. You guys were kind to me, and um, I don't know with all these cuts if they're going to cut food stamps again. Um, As far as I know, I can pay December's rent and January's rent. I don't know about February because of a looming another um, shutdown. Um, but if you tell me where to send the check, how to send the check, who to make it out to, it won't be much, but I have to do something. Well, Loretta, um, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I have to ask, uh, Tammy Tucci again, she's part of the WABC family, longtime, uh, listener. And, and again, it was tough. Um, you know, Tam, you know, you know, I'm sorry, Loretta, with Tammy's situation again, you know, I'm used to hearing bad news and especially as a political reporter and so on. But, you know, when, when you're, when you're carrying on with your life and, and you're out in public and you got to MC an event and then you got to leave that event and you got to come here to WABC and you got to show to do tonight and you got to take callers, uh, questions and so on. And then a, a personal friend says, listen, um, you know, I have lump lumps in my breast and, and they, they, you know, we're way beyond radiation and they have to do a surgical procedure. And, and I guess the cutting of the breast is what they do, or a piece of it, whatever, to test it. And uh, a double mastectomy coming up in less than three weeks. And no. that that's um. as real as real gets. And to be honest with you, um, I don't even know what to say to her on the telephone anymore because I don't want to say anything offensive and right. You know, it's 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 really really tough. But Loretta, thank you for the love, and um, and I will find out. And you're right; it's always about paying it forward. And what breaks my heart is to hear you say that you can pay December and January's rent. You don't know what you're going to do for February. You Dominic, have, you have got um, to be kidding me, Dominic. All my life, I take in stray cats and dogs. I can't help somebody who has cancer. That's ridiculous. I might as well die right now. Uh, my sister was 28 years older than me, um, and, and she had a breast removed. And uh, much later on, my nephew, her son, 
uh, died a week before Christmas with presents under the tree. Cancer ran on that side of the family. He married his second wife in the hospital because the prognosis wasn't good. I have to do something. It won't be much, but um, I, I don't know how to do it. I don't have a computer, so uh, I need information. Well, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Loretta, bless you. God, God blesses all of us in different ways. I wasn't blessed with children, but look at all the pets I had all my life. And 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 you guys, I found you accidentally, and um, I don't call in often because politics is nasty and negative, and uh, I know that's your game, your your bread and butter, and I can't deal with it honestly. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't. But but you have to do something when it comes to this. But Loretta, wait, wait, and we have a lot of calls, but but I I need to focus on this for a second. Because you're saying it like almost like, you know, eh. you said you have enough to pay December's rent, January's rent, and you don't know what you're going to do for February? Because uh, uh, um, a government shutdown is in the offing from from the little bit I heard, because I don't take in too much news. Uh, December, we're going to get paid and January, you know, Social Security. And February, I have no idea. And with the cuts that that you don't know what they're doing because they don't tell you much on the news. Uh, I don't know if they're cutting food stamps again. And um, but but I'm not worried about me. I mean, um, I mean, this poor lady. Um, I mean, my heart is pounding now for her. Well, um, we, we don't want your heart to pound. Um, and, and she'll be joining me probably Sunday on the radio to discuss her uh personal situation. Um, I, I'm just a little relieved, Loretta. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call, Loretta. Bless you. I'm a little relieved that, that I can at least talk about it now because it was really eating at me, um, her situation that of course, out of privacy that, you know, I could not say a single word about it, uh, publicly. Let's go to Don in North Carolina. Good morning, Don. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Dominic, thank you for taking my call. And I like it that you're so fair and what other people. I'm concerned about the New York City schools where the budget, I looked it up earlier today, is something like $38,000 per student per year. So by the time those students got into the high school in Jamaica, the New York taxpayer already invested $300,000 uh, for kids that have apparently very little skills. From what I heard is they couldn't read at grade school level. And I'm thinking when they get out in the real world, I had a technician here working on a heat pump, which is very technical. You pick up a hood of a, um, uh, of a car and you look at the engine with all the computers and sensors you're wondering what kind of skill sets are these people going to have to um, go into employment? David, you, like you already, some... you Don, excuse me, you already know the answer to that, Don. 27% yeah. of these kids read at, at grade level, and and they're out there protesting against uh, Israel. I mean, yeah, they, don't, they don't even understand the golden rule. I mean, to, um, to, to be honest with you, Don... What they need to be doing is protesting against their parents that got them in this situation. 
where, where they I don't know much. They, they need they need they need to be uh, going home and and asking questions about why there are no standards. Why can I do anything and everything I want to do whenever I want? Mom, why can I get high with you? Why why can I smoke weed with you? I, I mom, I other kids tell me that's not normal. I mean, Don, thank you so much for the call, and you have a uh, wonderful morning. You know, it, it's a folks. It, it is it is what it is. Let's go to David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yes, Dominic, a couple points that you talked about tonight. First of all, how sad to hear a little kid saying, you know, we wanted to talk about free Palestine. What do you teach a little kid about Palestine? Why don't you teach him about the homeless people, the veterans, the, the people on the streets, homeless, and, and doing something about that? Worry about your own backyard. Don't teach them about Palestine. But here's something very disturbing, in my opinion, Dominic. Tonight, for the tree lighting ceremony, New York will officially become a third world city, in my opinion, when it is lost to the protesters, to when so many pro- Palestine protesters show up with their Palestine flags that they disrupt it to where the decent citizens, mom and dads, can't show up with their kids. And hey, that is when the city loses control. Hey, but, but, hey but David, may, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the protesters with Palestine that are taking over the city, right? Maybe it's the migrants. I'm being sarcastic. It's one or the other. It's surely not us, right? It, it, it's it's not us. And you're not going to be able to take the kids to the tree lighting ceremony. The city has lost control. And, uh, you know, Democrats, everybody that's complaining, everybody voted Democrat, Democrat leadership, open borders. And this free Palestine thing is definitely a Democrat, just like with the Antifa, with the Black Lives Matter. Where are all these Palestinian flags showing up all of a sudden? Somebody's shipping them in. And all this is way too organized. So tonight, it will officially, New York City officially becomes third world when it loses control to the Palestine protesters. And there's nothing the city can do about it. And the good, decent people have to stay home because it's going to be so jam crowded. You're not even going to be able to get near it. David, you're right. And uh, thank you for the call, my friend. You know, it's times like this, David, when I say to myself, we need Rudy Giuliani. And I know having covered him every day. Giuliani would look at his police commissioner and say, um, these protesters, they, they better not take over my tree lighting ceremony tonight. That's all I have to say. You have a good day. If they do take over my tree lighting ceremony in a few hours, I'll see you in my office tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And everybody knew what that meant. All hell was going to break loose because Rudy was going to fire you and then go before the cameras and tell the cameras that he fired you and why he fired you, because you let these Palestinian protesters take over the city of New York on an international stage when it should be a night of pride for New York. But these, whatever you want to call them, they want to disrupt, they want to disrupt our way of life. Before I take a break, let's go to Joe on Long Island. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe, are you with me? Okay, Joe's not there. Joe, you have a uh, great morning. Let's go to Jim in the Catskills. 
Good morning, Jim. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Hey, are we talking about the, the shoplifting at the supermarkets? I used to have a business delivering to stores in the city with uh, tracker trailers. And the Palestinian stores, they used to beat up the uh, shoplifters. They caught, they caught somebody shoplifting. They had four or five guys in the store. They'd beat them up, throw them against the wall, make them hold what they stole out in front of them, take a picture of them, and it had a wall of shame of shoplifters. But they were the only stores we had problems with. They would try and rip you off on the count of the products going there. They'd write you bad checks. I mean, and, and I used to talk to other Arab people, you know, Egyptians, and they say that the Palestinians are the barbarians of the Arab world. They'll never be at peace. It's just, it's just in their culture. They, they use Palestinians as like the barbarians to torture the Jewish people. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm glad I'm glad you said it, Jim. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad somebody told the truth, because if, if I said it, Jim, if I said the same thing you just said, right, I get a phone. Dominic, why are you against the Palestinian people? Dominic, you're in Israel's pocket. Continue, Jim. Yeah, we we had one driver, one driver in this company. And he was a, that it was a Palestinian, and he caused problems for everybody. Now, I have Arabs married into my family, Egyptians, Jordanians. And like I said, the Pal- I, I, there's something in the Bible with the Palestinians, how they were formed or something like that. Like I said, not all of them are bad, but as a culture, they're just troublemakers. That's why all the surrounding co- countries, none of them want to take them in. Bingo. And that's why Iran, and that's why Iran uses them as proxies to torture the Jewish people because they know they can, you know. And it's just, it's sad that people don't realize the truth. We're, you know, we've become too politically correct, and we don't like to say the truth, you right. know. Right. Um, there's right. good and bad in every race. I used to own a pizza place in Newark, you know what I mean? And I, I worked a lot in the city. But you know where I live, Dominic? I live on a farm upstate New York. That's why, that's why, that's why I put my family, a little town like Mayberry. I, we don't even have a stoplight up there. I, I grew up in Jersey, and I, I own a small diner up there. It ain't open yet. We're gonna we're redoing it. But like I said, the city, and I worked in the city my whole life. I, I did the trade shows. We would shuttle trailers in from Jersey, and I'd be going day and night up and down Amsterdam. Yeah, I used to think nothing. Two o'clock in the morning, jumping out up in Harlem and going getting fried chicken, a mama's fried chicken. Never yeah. had a problem. Yeah, do Never, it now, Jim. Do it now, Jim. <laughs> You yeah. do it now. You do it now. Good luck with that, Jim. I appreciate everything you said. Everything that you said. Thank you for articulating it. I should have said it, Jim. I'm just not in the mood uh, this morning for Dominic. What about what about the Palestinians? I, Dominic, you're being so unfair. You always side with Israel and Trump. I'll be right back. The free ride is coming to an end. Migrants, I hope you can hear me. You're still getting over, but it's coming to an end. Migrants are flooding an East Village block, declaring one more time. They've already been through the system. Free, free, free. They want a second round. The city is wising up, telling them, sorry, good luck. 
Israeli captives have been released by Hamas, including nine adult women, one teen girl. NYPD calling for elevated vigilance uh, during the Rockefeller tree lighting tonight as pro-Palestinian groups plan to flood the event. They should be put in check. It's time to put all of you have a free First Amendment right to do what you want to do. You don't have a right to disrupt the uh, tree lighting. And the police department should say enough is enough. And that's that. Also, some Jewish teachers are slamming the New York City school chiefs, what they're calling weak response to anti-Semitism unrest at the uh, radicalized uh, high school in Jamaica, Hillcrest High School. Lots still going on with that. Coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Right now, we are going right back to your telephone calls. Steven Elmont. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. It's been a minute, but I still listen all the time. Um, I'm actually, two things. I'm actually a graduate from high, Hillcrest High School. I graduated back in 1988. Of course, it was a totally different place. Um, back then, it was probably we only had problems with like drug dealers and stuff like that. But we feared police. You know, um, in high school, I remember everyone feared police and the teachers. They would have never done something like that. And it's just plain disgusting to actually see today the way that it seems like whatever is popular is the way people are going to just automatically go. And, uh, you know, at the end, they think that they can just apologize and that makes it okay. But it's really not okay. And the whole world's looking at it and it's making us look like real, you know, real, real, real jerks. Um, I'm sad. I'm sad to say that because it was a nursing school. I actually went there because, you know, they had a lot of chicks in the school. So, you know, I have a better better chance. Um, And it was was great. Um, But I'm not in nursing, though. But uh, the second thing I want. You you can make your second uh, point, but but I'm laughing because I I can feel your pain. And uh, I'm laughing because you're being honest because I know exactly what you're talking about. So when I started out at Cardinal Hayes High School on uh, the Grand mm-hmm. Concourse in the Bronx, I went there to play football, right? And I did. There was only one problem. No females, right? So yeah. so we'd, we'd have to have dances with, like, sister schools and so on. And they, the brothers and the priests were standing there eyeing us down. And if you even thought about getting too close to a girl during a slow dance, good luck with that. Then I went from yeah. uh, from Cardinal Hayes to D with Clinton, and the boys at uh, Clinton they got it good now because it's co-ed. But back when I was at D with Clinton, ooh, it it was rough. And I went there to play football, but I I could Steve, I couldn't take it. I I felt that it was like a mini prison where, where you might get shanked on on the staircase walking to class. And so I, yeah. I feel your pain. But go ahead with your second point. I I couldn't I couldn't you know being a Queens boy. We wouldn't go up to the Bronx. I don't care how ill we were, but we had to have a serious crew. And, you know, talking about that in Hillcrest, um, I was good, but I wasn't good. And I wish I was Jewish today in Hillcrest and they tried something like that. We would have shut that whole school down and police wouldn't have been up there. They wouldn't have been up there faster than the. Anyway, my second point is well, when I left Hillcrest, the next year they put metal detectors in the school. So mm. my second, my second, um, not proud about that, but we were a different kind of breed back then. 
and you got punched in your face. You didn't get, you didn't, you didn't sit behind a, 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 a computer um, bullying people. They caught you at the bus stop and, you know, you had to, you know, you had to put your hands up. That's how it was done back then. Now it's like, you know, every little thing goes on. And anyway, my second thing is about AOC. And she's talking about raising, you know, the, the, the pay. And that's cool and stuff like that. But people are lucky if they still have their jobs or their hours. Right now, yesterday was my birthday. I went to a very prestigious, very nice um, restaurant that was so tight. Happy Mayor birthday. Adams got, thank you. Mayor Adams got denied from going into this restaurant twice in the same year um and it was empty and i spoke to someone today about another diner and it was like no it's slow it's like and they call it september slow and what's happening is they're cutting down staff so it's not just happening to rich 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 in the poor 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 regular everyday people that have their jobs are keeping their jobs and not getting the hours and like i said one of my jobs is i do ride share I'm all over New York. I see what's going on from the Bronx to Brownsville to Queens Village, anywhere. This place is ready, is going to have a big problem. Um, people are not happy, and it's all over the place. That's Steve, it. you gave me an earful here, but it's, it's an earful that needed to be said. And again, uh, happy birthday to you, belated birthday, and... Um, uh, here's to many more for you, and hopefully things will get better for the city. Let's let's try. Let's try to be optimistic. But if we're being honest with each other, we both know it's going to get worse before it possibly gets better. Thank you for the call, Steve. Let's go to Joe, Long Island. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. I have to say one thing, and I'm probably going to get bashed for this, but I think with the police – the people of New York City voted for this. Okay, so basically, is my opinion is they're getting what they deserve. I I don't think anybody deserves this, and I don't think they really knew what they were voting for. Well, I think they did because I was on those streets. I mm-hmm. retired from the job mm-hmm. back in the nineties. We're going back that far. Well, okay. well, I, I get. I guess you're right if you're referring Joe to. Uh, to different police initiatives. And and th- this is where this all went wrong because all of this crying, oh, we don't want the NYPD to do this. We don't want the NYPD to look at us. We want them to wear uniforms all the time. We want to know they're coming 30 blocks away. Are, are you serious? I mean, I, I look look at what's happening now. It, it's it, Joe, it, you know, Joe, I don't have to tell you what time it is. You know what time it is. The police are under attack now. Oh, Donald, please. I go back under Giuliani. Okay. And also, nothing like he says, you know what? I grew up in, I was born in Brooklyn, grew up in Staten Island. Now I live in a nice, quiet town in Nassau County. We actually have a DA that prosecutes. <gasps> really? Uh, wait. Yeah. Wait. There are district attorneys that prosecute crime? Well, are you surprised by that? Yeah. Uh, of course I am. You're referring to Ann Donnelly that doesn't, doesn't play. Right, exactly. And that's the way, because the district attorney is supposed to send a message. You act up, I'm going to act up. And that's how you keep people in check. Well, I think it's up now. People are crying. They don't want, you know, about the police not doing their jobs. But yet, the people of New York City voted for this? 
Yeah, you know, you have, Joe, you have these pandering, let's call it for what it is, Joe, and I'm not even referring to Adams right now. You have these pandering politicians. Oh, I, I, I can. Okay, all okay. right. Well, well, you have these pandering politicians, and they, it goes like this, right? Brother, I look like you. I'm from the same community as you, brother. The man is keeping us down. Day one, that changes. Day one never comes, <laughs> and it goes from bad to worse. Oh, I mean, Dominic, I hate to say this, but again, I mean, take a look at the schools. You have people. They, my opinion is they should disband the UFT, not the police. Okay, because you have the union members of the the Federation of Teachers out there protesting against the police and everything. So you know what? And again, I'm going to get bashed from this, but I personally think that the people of New York City deserve what they get. I'm sorry. I go back to those, I go back to those streets in the '90s. All right, it took us a long time to clip those streets. Between voting for De Blasio and voting for Eric Adams, you know, as, well, what is Eric? What is Curtis called? The man with the swagger. And Curtis calls him uh, the the swagger man with no plan. Right. He, Curtis is actually right. Hmm. You know. Again, I'm actually you know I, happy. I have a we it, have a, we have a good county executive. I, we have a good DA. I, I, I hear you, Joe, and th- thank you for the call, my friend. Uh, the Eric Adams I know is a very smart guy. I I don't know I don't know how he got caught up in this migrant crisis. Um, I I know he thought that it was going to be a political win. Whoever gave him that advice, he should fire five times. Fire! You're fired! You're fired! You're fired! You're fired! Come back tomorrow so I can fire you again. Whoever gave him that this bad advice. Because I would have said to him, uh, Mr. Mayor, um, you're making the assumption uh, that the money's go- the money's going to come through from the feds. What happens if the money doesn't come through, Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor, if you take the taxpayer's surplus and blow it on migrants that are not even American citizens and the money doesn't come in from the feds, Mr. Mayor, you will be left holding the bag. Mr. Mayor, you're not going to be able to spin your way out of this. You're not going to be able to point to everything else. People are going to look at you, Mr. Mayor, because you were the one that got us in this situation. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Time for a break. When we come back, more of your calls, Forest Hills, New Jersey, Brooklyn, and the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And folks, when you have a spare moment, please check out my latest podcast. It is up as of right now. You go to the WABC website, WABCradio.com. You click on podcasts. You go down to Dominic Carter City Hall, and that's where you'll see it. It happens to be on the George Floyd case and Officer Derek Chauvin, who was uh, stabbed the other day at the uh, prison, the medium security prison in Tucson, uh, Arizona. We still haven't heard any facts as it relates to that, but it centers this podcast on this new documentary documentary. Minneapolis is falling. And uh, I strongly recommend um, no matter where you stand on the Floyd case, give the documentary a chance and take a look at it. It's an hour and 40 minutes in the documentary. We hear from Derek Chauvin's mother. Say his name! 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 Say
What do you think your son's case says about the justice system in America? Is there a justice system in America? Not according to what they did to Derek and the other three officers. There isn't any. I don't believe in the justice system anymore. And also in the documentary, and I focus on this in my podcast this week, uh, happens to be a nurse. Her name is Deborah Nelson. And she discusses in detail Mr. Floyd's uh, fentanyl use. Ooh. Oh, ouch, man. Are you on something right now? I'm not, no, nothing. You if George Floyd would have told the truth about fentanyl and methamphetamine, could that have helped to save his life? Yes, yes, it could have. Um, that's proven by what happened the year before when he was arrested by Minneapolis police and he was putting tablets in his mouth. Open your mouth, spit out what you got, spit out what you got. He admitted at some point that he had swallowed a bunch of pills and the paramedics came and talked to him and took his blood pressure and his blood pressure was extremely high, 216 over 160. And so he ended up going to the hospital. Put your hands off right now. If he had admitted that he had again ingested pills in the car, when they were attempting to arrest him, things could have turned out much differently. So we know now that the police body camera videos were withheld from the public and even the jurors. When you were able to see those videos, what was going through your mind? I wish that those videos had been out sooner, that they hadn't been withheld for two and a half months because it the videos uh, portrayed quite a different story from what we had originally heard. I can't joke! You mentioned you went through these police body camera videos minute by minute. Right. What troubled you most? At the very end of Thomas Lane's body cam video. One of us to ride with? Yeah. Ride with? Yeah. I don't have my phone. The paramedic handing the bag to Thomas Lane to ventilate the patient, you can see that the oxygen tubing is coiled up. It's not even attached to the oxygen source. That's a big mistake. There's repeating. They gave the man oxygen, trying to save his life. The tubing was not hooked up to the oxygen machine. So you might as well not even waste your time because the patient is not receiving any oxygen. This documentary, Minneapolis is Falling, points to a lot of inconsistencies. All I'm saying is take a look. Take a look. That's what my podcast is about this this week on the WABC website. We continue now with your telephone calls up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano and the other side of midnight takes over. Steve in Forest Hills. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello? Yes, go right ahead, please. Yeah, um, okay, I just wanted to point out that um, in the Silver Crest High School, that seems to have um, more problems with the uh, these protests, and the uh, the, the teacher was uh, afraid for her safety to go, etc. That, and then the the student that said, uh, she, you know, she's pro Palestine, uh, but she doesn't want all this, etc. My whole point is that, uh, to my knowledge and observation, there's a tremendous amount of. Uh, 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 Muslim students in Hillcrest. So I'm just pointing out that perhaps uh, maybe people should be aware that this trouble, these, these, these are not quote-unquote American students necessarily that have been 
you know, uh, let's call it converted to this notion there. But these uh, are likely uh, pa- uh, Palestinian or, or Muslim students, you know, that have it, for example, from the home. Well, I, I, I hear you, Steve, and I, I don't know the actual demographics, but... Um, well, oh. I, I like to say that my son briefly went there, but that was like uh, 25 years ago. But I, I, even back then, and maybe about 10 years ago, I happened to pass by. And if you go by, you know, like 3 o'clock when the students come out, you know, you see a lot of the girls have that, you know, that kerchief hijab thing on their head. Not that I'm against that. I'm just trying to point out that the, from on that basis, I could see that there's a lot, a lot of um, uh, students of that background. And even... On the street, across right across the same street as the school, there's those like brownstone private homes, and you see the parents waiting for the kids to come out. You know they're right there, and you can see their background as well from the way they're dressed. So that's that's my basis for uh, for seeing for for, for uh, believing that there's a lot of uh, students of that background in that, that school. That's all. I hear you, Steve, but no matter, thank you for the call. No matter what, it's not an excuse. No matter what, I don't care what the demographics are. There is not an excuse for what occurred at that high school. And here we are days later after this happened, and no one has still heard from the principal. So what should that tell you about this high school? Leaders lead, especially in tough times. Robert in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, first of all, in terms of you started off with the program about the GoFundMe. So, Loretta, she mentioned if you could just bring us, uh, if you have anywhere to mail a check or a money order, you can get back to us, maybe post it on your Twitter. So, um, you know, in terms of what I'm calling about, first of all, I just want to point out that uh, the terrorists, they still haven't released uh, the Jewish children. You have a 10-month-old baby, Kafir Bibis, and his brother, who's either four, maybe turned five years old, Ariel Bibis. They still haven't released them, and there are other children as well, or the terrorists are holding. And it doesn't look good because they moved them into a different faction, apparently, into a different area of Gaza. So that might be like the ultimate bargaining chip to try to stop Israel from going further. Um, another thing is Gert uh, Wilders, who won in the Netherlands, he tweeted, I think it was, that Jordan is Palestine. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into that because I know we don't like to go into history. Um, now, I just want to point out all this attack of uh, Israel is anti-Semitic. And I just want to point out, for example, you have the Uyghurs who are being persecuted in communist China, but you don't hear much about them. You don't hear anything about them. So it's, it's, it's anti-Semitism. And, you know, uh, and it's also people are just misinformed. Now, this Hillcrest High School situation, you know, uh, it's really a hostile environment over there. Uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, you had the Black Lives Matter, they got the settlement. I would wonder if there could be some sort of a settlement for people who, in Hillcrest High School or elsewhere in the, in the school system or in New York City, who could have a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit. You have a hostile environment for people who are Jewish. And it's, it's, it's just unacceptable. Agreed. Agreed, Robert. And that's one of the things that I was thinking about, about leading with tonight, that the straighten this situation out real fast. The teacher should should sue and other Jewish uh, school officials should sue. This is unacceptable. Robert, thank you for the call. It's unacceptable and it's got to be dealt with.
And lawsuits and money is one way to make people wake up real fast, especially in a city like New York. Sandra in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, You know, I thought a while ago that we were going to have COVID again for political reasons. But you know what? I think it's happening in another form. (laughs) I I feel like the defunding of the police. I feel like the violence everywhere you turn, at funerals, at Port Authority, at the Christmas tree, it's all psychological warfare that we're experiencing. And I feel like it's making us want to stay home. And like when we had COVID, we had to stay home. And in another form, I feel like it's happening again. And why? I, I, I think I know why, but I, I wonder why a little bit. But that's what I think is really happening. I think it's all deliberately planned. What well, do you think? I, I, I don't know, Sandra. Um, I, I can tell you this. I'm sick of these uh, Palestinian protesters, and they need to be thrown in deep check. And I mean deep check. And I mean, uh, you, you, you let, they have a right to protest, but, but you have ways to send a message. One, deny, deny one or two of their permit. Uh, Sandra, I got to turn you down because there, there's something going on in the background. I don't know if you're washing dishes or whatever. But, but uh, deny one or two of their permit applications. Let their leaders know your people get out of line. If you just cross the line, I'm locking up everybody. And you're going through the system. It's time to put these protesters in check. Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. Democrats want to say, we are the people. We we love the people. We welcome everybody. You can protest. You have a right to say whatever you want to say. This is New York, a city of of uh of a hundred and eighty different uh ethnic groups, whatever the count may be. But it's time for the nonsense to stop. You're letting these people block the the uh, the Manhattan Bridge. You're letting them uh, put uh, Palestinian flags over Abraham Lincoln statues. You're letting them do whatever they feel like doing, even threatening to disrupt the Christmas tree lighting, which is now in about what, 12, 13 hours from now? With me, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello there, Dominic. So uh, I know we're short on time. Can you believe they may disrupt the tree lighting? I, you know, I, I was really disheartened when they glued themselves into the street in the middle of the Thanksgiving yes. Day parade. Yes. I said at the time that I think the only thing that does is lose cause, lose supporters of your Agreed. cause. I mean, Agreed. if, if it, it was something you were not paying attention to, you're rooting against whoever's doing that. Absolutely. What do you have coming up All this right, morning? we're going to talk space with Dr. Sky for the next hour, and it was 40 years ago this week where a real television event occurred. The most watched TV movie of all time, the day after, was on TV on ABC.